It's time for the weekly sports dump. And I'm your host, Joe Canale. All right. Yes, that's right, folks. This meeting is being recorded. If you heard that, I think it's the, that voice is heard when you, the recording happens. Anyway, what that means is you're listening to a show. And today, yes, it is your daily, nay, weekly, nay, monthly. We're probably on a bi-monthly schedule of the sports dump now, but we're trying a very special thing out today. I've got Brad Morris with me. Brad, say hi. Hello. And we are doing a little spinoff show today, which may only be a one-off spinoff called Given Props. And if you know me, folks, you know that I don't often give props. And so you're right. These are not compliments. These are about gambling, prop bets. See, it's a play on words there. And this is a, these are props, Joe, that we're giving. Uh, and, and this explains the great title that we came up with. Yeah. Uh, we're giving, we're literally creating props, crop, prop bets that do not currently exist. Yeah. And, uh, and it's our, it's our, we, we wish we could bet on these. We don't yet know that we can, but we also don't know that there aren't people from Caesars and uh, William Hill that aren't watching this and deciding to turn our pitches for props in the sports world into actual things you can bet on. That's right. We are giving props to whoever wants to take them basically. And if you want to then use these as a method for gambling, I don't know what the average cut is, but I think it's like 10%. And I don't know if we get that just for the title. We're going to throw the Venmo up right at the end. of. This. Yeah. Yeah. We'll do the Venmo, which we I haven't set up yet. So yeah. you'll, you'll get to watch us doing that in process. Mm -hmm. So we got a few topics that will that go around the sports world, because as we've discovered, you can bet on pretty much anything. So it's not as easy as you think to come up with a prop bet that somebody isn't already gambling money on. And so well, that, well that's said, a challenge. Yeah. Let's uh, get into it. Let's get into it. <laughs> so well, this one, this is topic zero. We'll start with the number zero. Uh, and it's, uh, will any other, what the, the, the number zero is kind of the over under on how many additional athletes will be busted for weed. Now that uh, I forget her first name, Richardson. Is it Sachai? Yeah, I, I even seeing the, the writing of it. Look this up. I'm going to look this up. It's the woman who dominated. A lot of people tell you that you should do that research prior to the show. Especially but, when I said moments before I hit record, I should probably look up her name. Yeah, absolutely. And then didn't. But Miss Richardson, who dominated the Olympic trials in the in the uh, in the sprint categories and the short distance running. Shakari. Uh, and she's a dynamic personality, kind of had the potential of being the star of the Olympics, if you will, just based on what I've seen so far. And quite honestly, testing positive for weed does not diminish my thoughts of her being the star of the Olympics. I'm not sure. I'm not sure how you could be an athlete in 2021 at a high level and not be consuming marijuana for one thing or another, whether it's for helping your muscles recuperate or just the anxiety of uh, trying to navigate HBO Max's new interface. Absolutely. And what you're basically saying, and this is this is old news at this point. I mean, I've you know, we've had these conversations with different people, I'm sure it's like if you're not 
doing weed and you're a professional athlete, you're doing something worse. Because really the recovery and all that stuff, the pain, the painkillers that they take. I've interviewed Ephraim Salam, who used to do a show with me, and he can, a 13-year NFL veteran, can barely walk down the stairs to my apartment. And he talked about, like, when he retired, he had a table full of prescription painkillers, like, like thousands of them that he threw out because they're just giving you bottles of it, you know, and encouraging it. Uh, are you are you saying that you think that um, Shakari Richardson is uh, is using marijuana because of uh, uh, head trauma and head injuries? Because I think she's just a sprinter, Joe. No leg injuries. Leg. If I, I mean, at my age, if I run a hundred yards, I I need to smoke weed afterwards to recover from that. Yeah, that that makes sense to me. <laughs> Although, to be fair, you could plug anything in ahead. Walk a hundred yards. Yeah, yes. you just yes. need a verb and a distance. It's true. It's a Joe Lib. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, you know, the other thing that occurred to me too with this one is, um, you know, some of the greatest American Olympic runners. You know, uh, Carl Lewis. Uh, Jackie uh, Joyner Kersey, uh, but especially Florence Griffith Joyner, who I believe had the corkscrew fingernails. Yes, she did. Well, let me ask you something. I personally found her creativity in those fingernails to be something that could only have been inspired by some really good Jack Herrera. Yeah. It felt like a sativa inspired move. And then, you know, Carl Lewis. Um, same thing. He, the guy had style. I don't think that um, anyone who's not under the influence of marijuana would have ever uh, sung the national anthem in that particular way. And, and, and not realized how bad it was. Because right. it didn't you seem know, to be the awareness. Like, if you're sober and you sing like that, you're going you're gonna to cringe. Yeah. But if right. you're not, you're so just really going to keep good, blasting through it. Really, really good point. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you're right about all those. Uh, and, and if it wasn't Flojo, uh, it was her nail person who was high. Like it was weed inspired artistic work. It, it's a good point. I, I guess my point is just, yeah, that, that if we start to take marijuana, if we're going to test for marijuana, I, I think there's a slippery slope because you're going to lose a lot of the creative flourish that yes. comes in the personality, you yeah. know. Uh, and, and by the way, like, let's be honest. I also think Bob Costas is high as hell. That Most whole pink people, eye scenario. Thank you. Yeah, exactly. You think that pink eye was that he, he has hands? It was red eye. Oh, no, thank you. He smoked some some dank nugs, man. And then put his hands in his butt. And then put his hands. <laughs> All right. What's the next one? So, so uh, I think uh, just just to just to give an answer, I think no further people will be. Uh, oh, right. Prosecuted. Yes. For it. Yes. And, and I think there will be. I you think, think there will be. OK, there will be. I think I think now that everyone is up in arms and they're shining a light on how ridiculous this is. I, it's a little bit like a, a referee with a makeup call. I think now the the uh, IOC or is, is it the American? Uh, I believe it was the the uh, the. The, the US, it wasn't the international. It was the U.S. thing that that suspended her. Even 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 more embarrassing. I, yeah. I I just you know I just think to live in a country where it's uh, seems to be if if not 
technically legal and certainly socially acceptable by yes. half the country to kill Capitol police officers and yes. storm it uh, and not get vaccinated, yeah, that I we mean, probably should let our Olympic runners smoke a J. I don't, well, I don't we know. Could, we could get into the much larger social dynamics of the people who you're talking about are probably glad that this woman is not going to the Olympics. I know. And I do feel, I feel and like Michael Phelps alienating probably the lion's share of our demographic for a show like this yeah. by, I don't want to pass any judgment. Liberals being, gamble too, but Republicans, one of, the great, one of the great equalizers. One of the ways liberals gamble most is by supporting the candidates that we support. <laughs> That's really every American's been gambling with their votes yeah, for a long time. Exactly. That's true. So I, I, last thing I want to say is I think Michael Phelps has like been busted for week like a hundred times. You're, uh, great point. <laughs> Double standard. Not yes. only has he been busted for weed, he's, he's had several DUIs. Yeah, and he's in the water. That's, da- that's the one thing that's dangerous when you're being, like that. Being high in the water, I can say from experience, is not easy to do. No, because you, you always think there's sharks, even if you're in a pool. <laughs> All right. At least if you're right, me. What's up next? So that was our Olympics. Yep. Segment. And now let's move on to, uh, well, there's so there. We'll just go into what's, there's no rhyme or reason to the order of this. But right now, as we're talking, one of the biggest tournaments in sports is happening in Europe. And not everybody, people know about the World Cup in soccer, but. Right now, the Euro Cup is happening in soccer, which is in some ways a more important tournament because the World Cup, you've got like Angola and, you know. You're always ripping United States. Angola. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) You got countries that don't belong there. In Europe, they're all good teams. So we have a match today, which is really two classic European teams, uh, the Italians and the Belgians. And our prop for today, I'm going to put the number at a, a, a baker's dozen. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, no. This is just a who will. It's not a number. It's who okay. will flop more. Oh, I see. The Belgians or the Italians. Now, this I don't is, know. How- this Go is ahead. a great this is a great one. Um, I, you know, look, both of these are great teams, uh, both historically and once again. Um, but what's great about these soccer tournaments is, you know, these teams and these programs when they're representing their country, whether or not they actually reflect something about the culture of the place that they're from, you, you sort of associate that. Always. It, you, and, you're going to put it on there no matter what. Yes. And so, so, you know, the Italians in my mind that, that those teams going back, they, they play with style and uh, speed, and they are passionate and dramatic about things. So you would normally go, yeah, more flops from the Italians. Yes, I I think they're the favorites in flopping. Yes, they are one of the historically the great flopping teams. Well, how Um, does a team of that has an average height of like, you know, five, eight, not known for athleticism, mm -hmm. doesn't win any wars, Mm -hmm. and yet they've won like four or five World Cups? The answer is flopping. I think you're right. And I also think, you know, uh, the, the, again, the, the dramatic, the passion, the performative elements that are so uh, uh, closely linked with Italy and Italians. I mean, look, look, Roberto Benini would have been a great flopper. Oh, and I feel absolutely. like, you know what I mean? The guy is, is a natural flair. Uh, 
a flare and a, and a, I have no idea why. Oh dear, that's the bad phone. Hello? Good, how are you? Brad currently on the uh, phone with his hotel. Stay in uh, in an hour. Thanks so much. Wow. Sorry, that was a call from the commissioner's office. Wow. And, um, yeah, he says that he likes this show so far, and we can do it. That's great. More, and he's that was actually a pedicure uh, appointment. Yeah, I'm not, pretty sure. Exactly. So uh, the yeah. so so all right. So and the it, Belgians. You know, like for me, there there's something about uh about you know I I associate uh you know fries and waffles and good beer with Belgium and some good art, but um there's a little I, bit more of a uh, they're not to me um they don't flop with the same flair that no. the Italians do. The Italians, I think, flop and they want they want the flop to be noticed necessarily. In my mind, the Belgians are more capitulators. Now, maybe I'm going back to World War II, but when you have the Euro Cup, you always kind of revisit these World War II things. England beat Germany recently for the first time in a long time. And so the Belgians to me, you know, I know the French are known as the surrender monkeys and everything, but it was really the Belgians that hurt the British when they surrendered and let the Germans just come across there and then Dunkirk. So yeah. I think their flopping is more out of a, a desire to surrender and and, and like not get get beaten more off more than they would have it's 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 you it's it's more of a submissive flop yes yes yeah. where the italians is more of a performative flop. i agree i agree i agree with that um yeah now, i do I, I do think my favorite player in the world is kevin de bruyne and de bruyne, uh whenever he appears on tv i yell de his bruyne, name de bruyne is fun to say and uh i'm just happy that there's a player named for an onomatopoeia that you so often use long before De Bruyne was alive. I feel like the toe stubbing was... thing. De Bruyne! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so now the question is, so we, we've described why they're flopping. Mm -hmm. Do I have a dentist appointment? Like these phone calls. I'm not going to take that. Uh, so we know why they flop. Now the question is who will flop more? Yep. I think the Italians will flop more because I think this is a big game. And again, they, they while both these teams flop for the reasons we've said, I think there's also a, a technical and a strategic flopping element, obviously, I, the, that you see. And I think the Italians are going to do more of that. And I'm going to go with Belgium. And here's why. I think Belgium is the superior team. And I think that they will uh, utilize the, the flop in, in very select moments, if they're in a tight match, to try and swing a direct kick. Okay. Because, because De, De Bruyne yeah. is, is someone that could change the game with just If he one plays. He's, he's a little bit injured, but you're right. The, and, and, and ultimately, that's what, if you don't know, folks, the flopping that people complain about, I, I don't, I'm not defending it in any way, but it there is a strategic usually time-wasting, or like Brad just said, to get the ball in a specific place for a guy. When you watch enough soccer, you realize that all these things happen for a reason, and it's not just Europeans being sissies, as people would say. You can't say that anymore. So uh, imagine that I didn't say that. All right. What's that up was next? Our, our next thing, well, we'll go to, I'll, I'll leave the non-sports thing for the end to, to finish off. We have... Uh, the NBA finals are approaching. If we can get through the Eastern Conference uh, 
injury festival. And really, if we were going to do a prop uh, about the, these playoffs, I think I think an injury related prop is appropriate. So the one that we have for this that I, I don't think we found this anywhere is whose leg will fall off first, Trey Young or Giannis Antetokounmpo. And we only have two games where these two guys are playing. So you have to consider maybe the guy who goes further's leg will fall off. There's a lot of stuff to consider with whose leg will fall off. Now, my uh, okay, so a couple things here. Uh, game six comes up tomorrow. Yeah, the day after tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow, rather. Giannis did play. Giannis did play last night. He, no, I don't think he did. Or he didn't play. Neither last of them played last night. So their legs are still intact. Okay. And that's another thing. If you don't play, it's harder for your leg to fall off. I feel like there's a scenario in which both of them don't play game six and we find ourselves in a game seven, which would lead us to the greatest opportunity for dramatic leg falling off. Yeah, uh, because yes, if you get to a game seven, you know, the game sevens are the scenarios. I know this didn't happen in a game seven, but when Ronnie Lott cut his finger off so he could go back in the game, mm-hmm. that's a game seven moment, even though in football, I guess in football, every game is a game seven. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's uh, right. So, <laughs> which is why so many legs fall off in football. It's true. I, I, I look at this as really what's interesting about this one to think about is that Giannis is seven foot one or whatever he is. And uh, Young is maybe five, eight. And uh, th- you're talking about a short leg and a long leg. Yes. And, yes. And, and I, I really, I think. Great from analysis. A, from a phys- Thank you. From a physics perspective, I, I, you, you can kind of look at it and say, well, there's more, uh, more length. I see where you're going here. Yeah. And so I think that leg could structurally have more issues uh, because the, the, where the hip socket is versus the toes is a, there's more room there to work with. Yeah. Uh, and young is a little more gravitationally oriented. That being said, uh, where the injuries are, have occurred, you've got a knee for Giannis and for Trey, it's a foot, I believe. Yeah, it's his ankle, foot, and uh, his was caused by a, a referee kind of being out of place. Did you Is see that? that? Right? Yeah, he stepped back uh, to try to, and it was just the referee's foot was there, and that's what made Trey Young fall. That's that's highly embarrassing. I, I Now that makes me think. Now you're going the other think, way. Yeah, now, now I'm thinking of going the other way. Where, well, here's, where, where's your head at with this? Well, here's the thing. I think Giannis, now this is going to be a little controversial, but do you know his brother's on the team? Oh, not only do I know his brother's on the team, but I enjoy watching video, and maybe you've seen this, of his brother um, leaping into the air when when a shot goes up from an opponent that he is not guarding. So he will mirror the leap of Got the it. defensive move. Like you he- in the living room. Yes, like but ten feet away right. from the action, it is. It's it's visually it's 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 like watching a Busby Berkeley. It's it's exciting. Oh yes, choreographed like chorus line. It feels yes, but um, but yeah, no, I do know who he is, and he's and he's not a good basketball player. It sounds like he's just trying to do literally going through the motions. He's going through the motions. <laughs> That's it, what I do in my living room. Yeah. Well, here's where here's where the tie-in is. I think Giannis has the confidence of his brother being on the bench because if he needs a new leg, they will take it from his brother, no uh-huh. questions asked. Uh-huh. 
That's now um, I don't know if that is going to give him more confidence. He's there just to be a body chop shop. I believe he may actually be just kind of like, yes, that's oh. what they're thinking is. You're going to see a lot more like if there's ever, you know, the Morris brothers, you might want to get them not related so you, to you. So, so you so you you not that I know, but you, you could right. do a uh, you could do you could maybe get a jersey with with uh, the brother's number and have it just say spare parts to come spare parts out of Kupo. Yeah. And so I think, so I don't know yet. Yeah, we got the Broina and Atatakupo in here. I'm going to say. Trey Young's leg will fall off first because I, I'm not really rationalizing this this thing about tearing off his brother's leg and sewing it on him in the confidence, but I'm still going with Trey Young. Okay. Trey Young, some, I, feel like, I feel like there's, for you, I, I feel like there's a little bit of a prejudice because I think you fall into the camp of of finding his his combination of swagger uh, and brashness mixed with carrying himself in that manner with having such a, a ugly hair situation. Yeah. And I feel like for you, 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 you're feeling it's, this feels punitive. It feels like you're like, you know what? It is a little punitive. And honestly, I like my cocky aggressive short guys to be a little dirtier. Like mm. I'm a Chris Paul type guy. Maybe yeah, even a Pat Bev type I guy. Understand. Like if I was if I was to put myself and here's the oh, thing, yeah. I hate Dustin Pedroia so much, but I know if I were to put Pedroia. How do you spell Pedroia? What are the first three letters? D D. Yeah, you can't spell it without that. Hits uh -huh. 22 homers one year, and then he gets a contract and then doesn't hit 10 again for the rest of his career. Anyway, did anyone in America enjoy more than you seeing Pat Beverly? push Chris Paul from behind after the game. Was I was over. explaining to everyone in the room who would listen why yeah. that happened, how that yeah. came about that Chris Paul, no doubt said something to him and he walked by. Yeah. You know, Chris Paul's got some nice ventriloquist skills too, because I'm a hundred percent sure he said something to get Pat Bev to do that. And you didn't see it in the replay. Mm -hmm. And ultimately those guys are like looking in the mirror, except one of them has twice the talent. I, you're raising a bunch of good points and also making me wonder if we shouldn't have had a different prop, oh. which was, which was, you know, whether or not something was actually said versus oh, whether, or not, said, whether yeah. or not, whether or not Pat Bev, because there's a really good case to be made that Patrick Beverly is, is actually an insane person. Yes. Yes. I mean, he, remember he injured Westbrook in a playoff series. Anyone, of course, if anyone's hearing voices, I mean, so yes. Oh, CP, true. CP is a great ventriloquist, but also Beverly is yes. a guy that hears voices. And and honestly, Chris Paul dominated in a way that may have had Pat Beverly hearing voices. That's great. Uh, so as we switched our, our, our prop, basically, uh, you can ignore the NBA prop there, folks. Don't waste your money on that because it was too in Thanks for taking the ride. Thanks for taking the yes. ride. Yes. Yeah. And All sometimes right. that's what happens. You got to start the ride. You get yeah. off the ride and you realize the ride's broken. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's. We got a couple more things here. Of course, everybody's favorite uh, sport throughout all seasons is football, even if it's being played or not being played. It's it somehow dominates the news, and somehow um, Hard Knocks has the Cowboys again. Like I got to think there are teams that have never done Hard Knocks, and so how do the Cowboys get three times? I know how they do. 
but I think the, the because of the Cowboys. But the prop that I think we have is who will uh, who will undergo more surgeries during training camp or during the hard knocks uh, taping the Cowboys team or Jerry Jones with plastic face. surgery. Yeah, his face. Yeah. I'm going with Jerry Jones face. I, I think that I think that we're going to see and it may even be why to answer the question. Why are we seeing the Cowboys again? Oh, yeah. One of the storylines, I think, is always Jerry Jones. And I think that, look, the guy has shown a real proclivity for cosmetic surgery. Yes, Uh, it is. It's a real smorgasbord. You don't really know what's next. Mark Cuban is the only other owner and they must go to the same Dallas. Sure. I I, I, yes. Mark Cuban is starting to, to dabble in this as well. Shininess, um, the shininess of a face. It's a Botox, uh, it's a fullness. Um, and, but yeah, Jerry, I expect Jerry to have, uh, you know, a, a couple new, a couple new things. So it could be maybe in, in reaction to the first episode, how he looks, he doesn't like it comes back second, second episode. And just to, to, if you don't know the history of Jerry Jones and Brad, I'll remind you, it was about 14 or 15 years ago that you and I were doing some stuff for ESPN 1000. Wow. And we were doing Jerry Jones plastic surgery bits at that time when he was stretching his face out and giving press conferences. And as anyone who is familiar with plastic surgery, the more you get, the more you need. Right. You got to maintain. Right. So it's not like you get it and it's a one shot deal. Right. You're always constantly. And so we're now we're 15 years in. Uh-huh. We may be bringing in. We may you know, some you may want to watch for is if there's any unrestricted free agents whose skin tone matches Jerry Jones. Interesting. You may want to watch those guys for like, uh, you know, grafting situations. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good point. I, I think there's a scenario. Look, I don't think there, I don't think the Cowboys are a very compelling team to be tracking right now, necessarily. No. Like Ezekiel Elliott uh, is, is a good player. And it's, I guess there's a storyline about whether or not he's going to have a big year or not. There's a Dak Prescott just signed some huge uh, and deal. And recovering from his uh, leg. And he is recovering from his leg. And then Mike McCarthy, I, I would put on a short list is, is among the very least compelling of all yes. head coaches. He is, you know, there's, there's milk toast and then there's just a milk truck. This yes. guy is really, really boring. He's um, milk bread. He's milk it's bread. It's not even which, heated. <laughs> which is a Japanese bread, which is actually Probably very good. But, 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 um, but no, I, I don't, this is not, this is incredibly unwatchable. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody is, isn't there Cowboys fatigue? I'm going to watch it. But also, like you were saying, like, give me the Jaguars. I don't never get. Oh, God. This would be the year to have the Jaguars, honestly, because it's going to be, I think, his only year. uh, Could be. That could be. I mean, Tim Tebow. Ultimately, that's a a hate watch. And and that's what the Cowboys are, too. You and I could come off the top of our head with three teams that would be much more compelling to watch this particular season. Yeah. So we got the Jaguars would be one of them. I think the Jets for me every year, just because you, you're kind of the schadenfreude of just, you know, these guys are going to find new ways to fuck it Here's up. Here's another That's- talented arm that they're going to ju- and, and And it'll be interesting to see. Now, I was afraid, I know we're, we're diverging here, but I was afraid as a kind of Jets fan, like the Jets for, and this is true for a lot of Giants fans, I know. The Jets are like the 
all right, if we're having a shitty Giants season, the problem is most of the time that the Giants are having a shitty season, the Jets are also having a city shitty season because yeah. most of their seasons are. Yeah. So it's it, like you hold out hope as a Giants fan that if you have a bad, you know, it's like an insurance policy, but it's from a crappy yeah. company. Yeah. So you're like, if the Giants have a bad season, maybe I got the Jets to fall back on. Yeah. But it's so rare that they're ever good. Yeah. It's a bad you, bet. Or you could do or you could do the Lions, another bad team oh, that yeah. is now. And then you're bringing back a hard knocks alum and you're getting to see the Jared Goff second act. And oh, what right. That may look like with, There's with a lot it, of it. With a different yeah. coach, the, the the kneecap biting guy. Exactly. So I just think this is a missed opportunity. Uh, I, I don't I don't see Dallas making a lot of noise on the field this year. But um, furthermore, I just don't see them making a lot of noise in the season of hard knocks. It seemed like the easy, lazy choice. Yeah. All right. So uh, and and by the way, we both went with Jerry having more surgeries. Yeah. And we yeah. started to to it, and we surmise. It, just keep an eye out for skin grafting opportunities uh, amongst the like low level free agents they bring in. It's, it's true. And now we're going to go off the sports board for a second because I saw something that somebody said that uh, F is it FF nine or F nine? I don't know exactly. Just F, one F. F F nine. I'm not sure. It might be F nine, which is dumb because if you're abbreviating Fast and Furious with one F, that's mm -hmm. a wasted opportunity too. It is. But our prop on this is what number, and this is important because from what I understand, we're at F or FF9, but there's been 10 movies because the Hobbs and Shaw wasn't counted in the number. So we're simply looking for the number that they're going to put on the, the, the matinee. What is the number that the Fast and Furious movies will stop at? On the marquee. On the marquee. And the so number, think, go yeah, ahead. What, what's the number that we have? I for think the over under... Well, I think it should be 18 because we're wow. at nine right now. Yeah. But it doesn't what, show what, any sign of stopping. What I like is to, so in, in finding that number 18, so we've gotten to nine or 10 movies, depending on how you want to look at it. Yeah. And we've done that in what, 20 years? When was the first one? When did the first I got to think it's out? like 12, 15 years. I think it could be longer, but let's call it 15 years for the right. purpose of, of being the sure. outer edge of something we both kind of feel like it could be. Have you and seen any of the movies? Yeah, I have. I don't know which ones. Me either. I saw <laughs> half of one and I don't know. It was and one I, that had the guy who died. I think that happened. Oh, Paul Walker. Yeah. So that, that's going back at least eight years or something. Yeah. I, I'm not sure. But my point is, let's just say it takes another 15 years to get to 18 from nine. You're talking about Gino Toretta. Is that his name or is that a, is that a hockey player? That's, that's the Miami quarterback. Like the All one right. of the worst Heisman winners ever. Yeah, sorry. What, what's the name <laughs> of the Vin Diesel character? Anyway. Oh, and, oh, I would love if it was Gino Toretta. It isn't Gino Toretta, but I think it's something close it's to It's probably that. close. But my point is Vin Diesel right now has got to be 50. Yeah. So that means he started at 35, 15 on 50. What 65 and it, I think Ving Rames is part of this franchise as well. He's already 60. I just what are we looking at in 15 years when we're at 18? You're talking about do they just create a whole new? I mean, at some point they just must reset and say, now we're gonna go with a we're gonna reboot it with a whole new group of young people. Oh, and right. 
And these are and these will be the overseers who just do a cameo in the movie at some yeah. point. Almost like treat it treat it like a cartoon. Like Scooby Doo has never aged. Right. You know, they keep bringing those things out. Well, I wonder if they'll just like incorporate like Vin Diesel will somehow have his personality downloaded to the car. And then, so then it's like, like, like in Knight Rider, okay. except the car is Vin Diesel and like the driver that. is, you know, actually David Hasselhoff, who they will bring into the, uh, into the series. I'm, so I'm, I, I'm taking the under here. I, I think, I, I don't know if we're allowed to agree, but I'm going to agree. Okay. I think we're allowed to agree. Yeah. Again, again keep in mind, we're, we're, all we're trying to do is, uh, allow people to think about a bet that isn't currently being offered. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's really inconsequential. So the obligation yeah. is very small. Well, but even, but even if Vegas, even if Vegas puts that line out, I feel like, well, we're doing the saying, Hey, double, right. double, yes. double stamp of confidence. Yeah, that's true. If these bets do ever appear, that's then you can take our analysis into, into account. Otherwise it's useless. Look, in the, at the end of the day, we're just giving props. Yes, we're so, just giving props. That's giving right. Props, oh. baby. Yep. I don't know how I don't know how we can top that, how actually. Top that? It yeah. naturally, can, you know, life is a herald. And if you don't know what that means, oh. thank God you didn't take an improv class. If I didn't think it was going to hurt the uh, the edit of this show, I would have hung up on you right when you said that. I wow. like that you suggest there's an edit for this show. <laughs> as opposed to a straight, straight lift Listen, of the you know, you know what i mean i i always feel like when you and i get to do this it's it's the equivalent of realizing that your brakes have been cut when you're going 75 miles an hour right but you're on a highway and you just know you're going to kind of rumble to a kind of safe stop that requires a little turning Going into the median just right. to slow yourself down, some sparks. There probably um, will not be a airbag activation. No, there are just no short airbags. of that. No. no. Well, uh, this is given props, which is today a subsidiary of the sports dump, simply because that's what I can put it out on. I will say in the future, if we explore some more of this given props, uh, anyone who's listened to the sports dump may know that. Uh, the former co-host who got an actual real job and no longer has the time to do this, Dan Antonucci, is a degenerate gambler. So we may be able to see what his losses are and bring that in as a as a as a like a loser's tips because he although he That's did win thirty five bucks he told he sent me a thing the other day I can only imagine how much he'd lost in daily fantasy baseball lineups to have won $35 with a lineup. Mm. That's a lot to win. You got to be gambling like 15 it, bucks or something. It, it, it is. And I'm, uh, I'm excited to, you know, potentially add uh, a, a, a uh, nooch, you know, segment. just a little nooch segment about prop. like, yes. And I also think, you know, down the line, if we do more of these, it might be nice to allow people to, who are watching the show to pitch so we would be getting like a mailbag of outsiders. Oh, and then yes, they be, give us a prop thing exactly. and we and we, we analyze it. Exactly. Again, folks, that is the key to any successful podcast, outsourcing the creative work to the crowd and the audience. And so that's what we're looking to do. And you can help us out with that anytime. All right. Thank you, Brad. Uh, thank go you. back to, uh, to getting that look back. This is Thanks, just an man. audio podcast, yeah, I forgot, but uh, I this has been yes recorded. Yeah, they, we who knows? I think the the real props 
to talk about is if the top part of my head will also grow in the oh, same way this as is, the sides are growing. This is going to be a fun yeah. journey to follow, folks. And I'll just cue you in. Brad, for a short period of time, had a change in hairstyle that he didn't know what brought it about. And by change in hairstyle, I mean it all went away off his head. All but gone. now I haven't seen him in a while. And I look at Brad and it looks like he's halfway in transition. Back. I'm in transition. I am so I am so halfway back, man. I'm the funny so thing is, back. though, you're not getting a treatment or anything. There's no system that you're having installed. It's your own body recreating what it was. It 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 is. I I am also on a drug trial. <laughs> yes, I, my doctor. Well, my doctor. My doctor does say the drugs will not work unless your body body is, is into it. I've been on a drug trial for years, and it, yes, I don't know if yes. it's working or not. But I think what you mean is you may be on trial for the amount of drugs. <laughs> That's true. Uh, All right, you keep tagging us and getting us out of these things, and I keep like. Yeah, you <laughs> going always, to the every, next one. All I, all I can do, all I can do is call stuff back. It's just like when we were uh, on stage together. Yes, I but we don't do have it. Craig Taylor to pull the lights. No, it's like perfect out. Let's just do another ten minutes. <laughs> but we're not going to do that, folks. All right. Uh, if you can subscribe to this, you already are. But if you're listening to this and you like it, let us know. And if you didn't like it, keep it to yourself. All right. I'll talk to you later. <laughs>